Got a job on the golf course, and golf course superintendent running around the company vehicles screaming at me, do this and do that, and I'm like, how you get that gig? I feel like I need to start carrying around a stick and an axe every day just so I can shake hands with these guys and get some respect. We're we doing the end now? Yeah, when I said, you got anything else you want to say, and then I'm thinking of listening, that's the end. You are listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Brought to you by Simplot, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Coming to you from a corner of the foothills in North Carolina, it's your two favorite talking turfies. Here's Al and Tim with Pulling Weeds. What a great intro. How excited am I to be here for episode four with our host, none other than Big Al. Hey, what's up, everybody? Great to be here. And if you caught that special intro, that was our guest coming up here in a little bit, Mr. Ryan McLennan. Hey, guys. We had to pay extra to get him to do the intro. And clear out a shop for us, make a little space for us. Um, just a little space, that's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so episode four, what are we going to do today, Al, now that we've thrown you off topic? No, well, I gave you a list of topics and you changed that around, but let's start with your connection to Alabama. Alabama Slamma. Um, so after watching the member profile YouTube video and the shout outs that went on, didn't realize that we were using our. Um, social media electronic means for members to be able to start internal battles with colleges and all but um yeah. regarding the alabama comments etc i was just going to tie in that i used to live in alabama lived there for a year actually in prattville right next door to kt so um kt being kevin turner okay and ryan could tell you maybe when legendary played in the uh early 90s for alabama and then went on a couple years in the pros i think he played for the cowboys for a couple years if i'm played, not mistaken played for coach stallings as did Dabo swinney correct correct and so <laughs> this little bit with tim and al has got uh ryan with commentary coming in uh just to keep it a little bit more live and personal for you guys today so am i allowed to talk um it depends on what al says he's in charge okay absolutely you just point at me, Big Al. But, Tim, you didn't finish telling the whole story about your dad waking him up, yelling oh, at you. Oh, yeah. So, um, we did get to know their parents rather well, especially um, as a young 16-year-old who ran a stoplight late one night and um, T-boned into somebody. So, we decided to wreck the bumper of the 83 Ford Bronco. And the old man at the time was not a full bird colonel, but a uh, major, if I'm not mistaken. And he lit the uh, neighborhood up at about... 130 or so when we came home with a uh, broken bumper so yeah yeah that and i saw my first burning cross ever in the back of a vehicle while i lived in prattville alabama golly this this whole show is taking turns i did not <laughs> see coming already i'm hey, just telling you i mean hey, you wanted to know about alabama that's we're, reality we're, man we're, we're hitting the deep social issues of our day i that's understand you want to talk about deep social issues not, so spend a year in alabama and then move to hawaii the only social issues i want to talk about is what i noticed on twitter this week uh, when i monitor the carolina channels glyphosate say it again glyphosate 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 that's what my assistant said <laughs> oh i thought i did say it wrong my bad i looked at glyphosate correct big uh, one yeah, what's the big deal about that, man? Uh, I think it was a recent settlement um, by an end user uh, that 
potentially ended up with some cancer, they say, that could have uh, been attributed to that product. And so, um, Doesn't everything cause cancer? Potentially, if you live in California, yes, according to every label. But um, what I saw... And I know a lot of stuff was it in Florida or that in the Carolinas here as well. It's a distributor that I think that you're referencing that most of the stuff on was on Twitter was right. about that they decided to remove all products with that active ingredient in it from their shelves due to a liability concern. But I thought golf courses still had access to it, just not the general public. Um, no, you can still go buy it at yeah. Lowe's and Home Anybody, Depot today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. can you really? It's, it's Roundup. Yeah. Anyone can. Glyphosate right. is Roundup. Yeah, that's all it is. Go look well, at the it's, it's not the able. boogeyman. It's not the boogeyman. It's it's really not. The chemical makeup is is so simple, and I and I love how I'm sorry. I know it's not my turn to talk, but I love how uh, that article that came out where they found like one part per billion of glyphosate in beer and wine, and bless Travis Gannon's heart for putting that article out. Going well, you're ignoring you know the one part per billion of glyphosate. With the, uh, what about the, the, the five parts per hundred of the known carcinogen that's alcohol in, in these products, you know? Right. Such a witch hunt. Such a witch hunt. Political. It depends on where you go with it. I mean, it's a conspiracy theory, right? I mean, there's, there's podcasts that's dedicated about these companies, like Monsanto and some of these oh, yeah. some of these conglomerates, if you will. So I don't think we want to take it on a negative tone. I just think no, no, that, no. Um, you know, bring bring acknowledgement to the fact that it it did get some of our guys talking and it prompted a really healthy discussion out there where we're allowed to use science in our defense and there are studies that are out there that that can actually provide some evidence against the claim as long as both sides remain open-minded yeah without question but that's politics so i mean well good luck with that you're not going to get that on twitter anyways because the only reason well i shouldn't say that it's usually closed-minded people on there but well, the, the other thing that that conversation spawned was a conversation into representation at state levels. Correct. Yeah, I got kind of drug into that a little bit, too, yeah. somehow, um, or at least my Twitter handle did, which I didn't really realize that when you reply to a conversation you that already had 17 people tagged. You reply to everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, and then when you reply to everybody, their replies. So, I mean, my notifications for two days were, right. I mean, it was like, holy cow, what have I done? But it was nice to be engaged in that one. It's acknowledged that the Carolinas has had legislative support for well over a decade now in terms of we engage our own lobbyists. So when there are any regulation, uh, water, tax, any type of issue that's going to affect the business of the game of golf in the Carolinas, we'd like to think that we've got a seat at the table and that we've got relationships built. Some other states are having some challenges. Their golf, allied golf associations don't have those same relationships that are decades old with elected officials. And so they're finding themselves in a situation where their backs are against the wall and they don't know what to do. And so what I had suggested was that rounds for research could be used according to the EIFG, not only for turfgrass research dollars, but also for a chapter's advocacy efforts or for their education. And so what I suggested was to a gentleman out of New York, get some of those US Open courses involved, get them on the auction, and, I mean, you could clean house up in New York with some of those courses through the Rounds for Research auction, and you could dedicate $50,000 to hiring a lobbyist to fight their impending uh, regulation issues that they're looking at coming up. For that area. And your yeah. Twitter feed blew up, didn't it? Yeah, it was crazy. I, I That's what I'm saying. I, I, I'd never get involved in those conversations because I don't want to put something out there that makes me feel unintelligent, stupid, whatever the right word is. And not that I worry about that so much, but because of the association with but the you association. Are, you are our voice. Well, and because of that, and I, I, I recognize that, whether I embrace it enough, I don't know, simply because I 
try and create an air of humility, although anybody who knows me says that I'm the least humble person say. you've ever met. But, you know, at least in my mind, if I'm trying, I'm, I'm so, going down that road. I'm so good at being humble. I'm the best at being humble. Correct. Definition of modesty over here across the table. <laughs> and so, well, it started as a compliment for Matthew, and then I turned it into an educational opportunity, as I thought, for other chapters, especially with the success of Rounds for Research. And again, the ability to just tie some of those private courses in to the fact that they could affect their, their lobbying efforts. All I wanted to say, what I noticed was that this Carolina's got tagged before you tagged yourself in, and you're talking about the 17 people in the message. That thing was growing and growing, and somebody knew would get tagged in. And it, yeah. yeah I, yeah. Apparently those go on like daily with a lot of these guys that have thousands of followers and they're engaged in it. See uh -huh. me, when I look at it once every other day, but I happen to get a notification because I was involved in it. So I always look at the notifications. And so I was like, well, here's an opportunity to help them out and talk about rounds for research because I love rounds for research because I'm modest. So Speaking the three, of the three things that blow your Twitter feed up are rounds for research, glyphosate, and apparently wearing Alabama hat during a YouTube interview. Is that what got you? I blow your really <laughs> so nobody said anything about the dip are we going there <laughs> I, mean, I just i don't know i figured there was a top four in there i'm not going to mention any names but one superintendent in south carolina called me and said could you got a bigger dip in i think the full eagle claw reference is a pretty good one too yeah i've never heard that past president um yeah past president calls it eagle claw and i don't eagle claw past president if you're listening and I, you should be i don't eagle claw i actually i call it the the doe claw it's just the two fingers together and, and the thumb. I tell you what, it looks like a can of mobile Vienna sausages watching him do it in, per on, in person, though. It's kind of great. Do you eat Vienna sausages? No, but that was another one on Twitter here recently. Did you see that? Like, how do you eat them? Like, it was pour the juice, eat them straight. Yeah, that was, that was me. I replied, you were on that yeah, one. Yeah, I replied to a NASCAR driver. That's what it was. And then Craig Harris said he eats them and then does a shot of the juice out of the can. Like, oh, that's so gross. It's not yeah. juice, it's jelly. I don't. I wash mine off, man. I, I love look little, little Texas Pete. Yeah. Go for it. Y'all yeah. ever looked at the sodium content on that container? I no. can't. Well, see, I'm carb free. I try to be carb free, and uh, I, I just I can't do them now. Oh man, I ain't had them since I can. It's, it goes back to one of those childhood memories and those smells that you associate things with with fishing with your father, and that just it takes me back to the old bronco again and i just want to bomb it if you can't say that your lunch has never been buying a sausages and a pack of nabs you didn't grow up in the south i always split i never said up. i did i split an army with my dog i had ham sandwiches she gets half i get half of the can of vines yeah old dog or new dog william old dog man yeah that's great nothing like having a pit bull greet you at the door yeah oh you got had, did yeah i tell you alan was my first experience with a with a, an approachable like, I've been scared for my life. I got bit as a child. And so, Alan was the first pit bull that I ever felt comfortable around. It was, he was a sweetheart. Was great, great I, don't experience. Care, I don't care the breed. If you raise a dog properly, it's either going to be a sweetheart or a bull. Right. My sister's got two that are the same way. I mean, they're, and they're I, couch potatoes. I had an English bulldog up until Labor Day this past year. I had oh. an English bulldog and miss him dearly. But even taking an English bulldog out in public and people would be terrified. Right. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. Only, only English bulldog I knew was real gassy. My old roommates, but uh, talking about what time of year, man. Time has changed. Spring is here. It and, is turkey uh, season. See, I don't see this yeah. turkey season. I see how you can go play. You can go chip and putt. Longer Hopefully, at night. by the time that you all have heard this, I will have a bird down. Stick them. <laughs> Stick them. Season opens the twentieth. So that's what you do with your extra daylight hours, or is it just a season? extra daylight hours hell we do that before sun comes up man you got to leave the house artificial three hours early 
get in the woods and settle down so they don't know that you're on the ground underneath them, especially if they're under the roost or something. No, nah, I mean, this is a... You got to get that decoy out before the sun comes up. Really? Yeah. If you ain't sitting down in the dark with a decoy out and quiet for 45 minutes before they wake up, you ain't got a chance. Electronic going decoy? Going home hungry. Yeah. Either that or you're going to come in late once they're already on the ground and try and call them off of a hen or they get the singles that are out wandering around. We can feed them goldfish. In Texas, on a private club. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. That's. I mean, I love goldfish, too. I'm, I, I think I, it's the cheddar ones they like the most. I identify with that turkey. What's your favorite goldfish, Alan? It's a... Well, they do have this new Mickey Mouse ones out now, but uh, just it's the, the shape, standard it's straight cheddar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't do Mickey with the ultimates or anything like that. No, it's just, yeah, it's a straight cheddar, but you get a red Mickey mixed in amongst them. <laughs> oh, you like through. the old red Mickeys, don't you? Yeah, I do. You can get them at Target. <laughs> Alan used to take a red Mickey back in high school. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, man. Oh, okay. don't play no, no, it. no. Don't you just move it. right along, right? Yeah, I don't really know. That'll be an off the Next. record one later. Next. <laughs> I can't believe I snuck one in. I'm on about to. Edit. I don't even know what that means. It's, that's gone. It's out the show edited. No, Google it. It'll be worth it. All right. What else you want to talk about, Tim? Hey, how's your NASCAR thing going, man? That was a great video we Thank saw. Thank you. I enjoyed it. It was good. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll be back here in a couple in the Charlotte area, Martinsville. That's so uh, the Charlotte. next time you're going to shoot your golf course out here for your man, you think you can uh, – Show the, the new sign instead of the old sign? Or is that the ambiance, man? We creating the rustic look out here. Come on, for Reynolds Park? Yeah, man. Or you mean Reynolds Creek, the one on my text yesterday? Reynolds Creek. Uh, it's a pretty name. Don't know where it is. Uh, all right, side story. So when I came up here, we went to Mount Airy, which is Mayberry, North Carolina. It is where Andy. You and the family. Is. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not, not Alan and I. No, <laughs> if you want to go, we're only 30 minutes Keep away. Keep your shirts on. So, uh, Ryan told me you got to go to Snappy Lunch and get this pork chop sandwich, and I will say it was unbelievable. Sure. But so I had a little time from when I left here, got up there, and my kids were getting out of school in, in Columbia coming up. So I, I tooled around Mayberry by myself, walked up and down the main street. Everybody was so nice there. I, I was in such a good mood by the time my family came here. It was amazing. Everybody needs to spend a, a day or two down there and just, if you need a good mood, you Mount know. Airy, North Carolina. Yeah. Go if if he'll let you on. Go play uh, Mount Airy Country Club. Nine holes. Matt Adams. Or if you're on your way to Primland, that's a great little lunch stop before you can't find another structure for 22 minutes once you go through the front gate. You ever another been up to Primland? One, another great Brian. Oh, uh, one of the one of the best. Of the nicest best. guy ever. Yeah. yeah, Ryan here is really in the golf course, studying courses and architecture and stuff like that. I enjoy it. He yeah. just likes to read, Alan. All right. Well, y'all, thank y'all for listening to this episode. <laughs> no, and I said I wasn't going to kick you around. Tim always kicks you around. No, I, I said, said I that video around. was great, and I tell you, the coolest thing, that's what we were talking about, was your video work NASCAR, for your NASCAR Jordan, truck team. Jordan Anderson, the three team. Great Jordan guy. Anderson at Jordan underscore Anderson 3.com at AOL dash hyphen <laughs> um, is how you find him. Uh, but, no, it was cool to see the comments from the non-turf people with your work because our guys are getting to see some of it right. but they don't know necessarily what 421 media is doing outside of just the superintendent's association so and brilliant work alan oh uh, it's it's, it's prompted me to the fact where what i'd like to do is contract him out for three years before he goes big time and this podcast that we think is going to get up and running then it goes away because i won't be doing this myself i don't know what any of that means but i do want to break <laughs> breaking news breaking news <laughs> cameras turned off 30 minutes Ryan is going to be a featured guest in Big Al's Everything Emporium Volume 2 this year. Oh, I can't wait. Tell him, tell him what my name's going to no, be. No, 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 no. You mean like suited? Yeah. I forgot the name part. What? 
Big money. Oh, yeah, big money. Big money. He's just going to look at me and say, don't you want one of these big money? And I'm almost like, give me three of them. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. so big money will be a customer, not an employee. Yes. We're going to figure it out. We'll work it. Big money is going to be involved. No, nah, I just want to hold of the I-9s for all your employees of this. That's all I'm saying. Uh -huh. I can keep it legal. Okay, that's cool. Especially with all the H-2B issues out there. I don't oh, want you hiring anybody. Next. See, what was, H what was the bathroom bill? HB2? That's... Yes, HB2 was the bathroom bill. H2B. H2B is the immigration issue. I was wondering why you got so involved in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, no. Well, because we do have representation in Charlotte, but no. Um, it, it's because of the, the labor challenges. Like, we've got some courses that aren't getting their guys, and so, you know, you may, you'll later in the here show, later in the show hear a reference about um, some youngsters and some up-and-comings and listening to some older folks, but I would just say, for any of those guys that are out there in turf schools in the Carolinas right now, best thing you could do is get a hold of some of these high-end courses in the mountains that need some help and give them a call because you couldn't put better places on your resume than you can right now this summer with courses needing 30 to 50 employees each at this point in time. Um, could be a good thing for you. Well, cool. Well, get over this phobia of, of a blister. When, when did a callus stop becoming a badge of honor? Um. Sorry, that's social commentary. When I quit playing golf twice a week? I know. I, I, same here, man. I don't have very callous hands like I used to. I'm kind of ashamed of them. I feel like I need to start carrying around a stick and an axe every day just so I can shake hands with these guys and get some respect. I did see a killer walking stick in Mayberry. I thought about buying you. You've seen mine, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about buying it for me. Dude, really. I got a great walking stick. Do you? My father-in-law car is walking stick. Does he really? Yeah, he does. I need one. Do you? I think. Man, they sound like a fun couple over there. She's a chemist and he's a carver. Golly. They're fun. Today's actually we're we're gonna celebrate his birthday. At the chicken joint when we're done? No, 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 no. Oh. My wife and I tonight are gonna <laughs> celebrate my father in law's birthday today. And he's he's old school. He doesn't like talking about his birthday, so he's gonna get really mad if anybody tells him I did. Which how old is he? Well let's wish him a happy birthday. Mid sixties. Mid sixties. Yeah, mid sixties. Happy birthday to Ryan McClain's father in law. Please subscribe. Nine hundred and ninety nine more and I can shave. That was my shameless plug. I think day. you're you're we are looking at listeners per episode we'll get there soon i'd say if it's march now may that it, may the beard comes off not with that idiot guest you got today no um may speaking of may um should we go ahead and tell them who our guest is going to be even though the last time we did that it failed absolutely Let's keith wood okay done Sweet. spilling the beans keith Sweet. we're coming to get you we might even be there next week just so we can get this thing out of the way because april's busy and it's turkey season yeah Tim's is that going. rain that is rain. Tin roof. Are you, are you in? Are you at a golf course in the Carolinas? <laughs> yeah, that's rain. Wow. You said was it you? No, his other guy worked with me. Said he had a hundred inches at his property. The other gentleman was here. The Toro guy was driving the Toro when it broke down last week. We won't go there. Okay. Oh, we it's record amounts in North Carolina. It's uh, been obviously. documented on the 104 year history or whatever there's 80, stretches over just over 82 inches at this property in 2018 for a property who averages 46 inches annually yeah just over 82 inches i do want to clarify the toro didn't break down it was the battery went dead yeah it was the battery not yeah. the machine right now it's time to welcome in our pulling weed special guest kicking it off here in reynolds park take a right at the sign uh that says maintenance division Miss the tennis courts and uh, look for a guy with a nice full beard. For um, some fancy looking Oakleys that don't even look like they protect you from the sun. And um, transitions. Other transitions, okay. Yeah. And uh, apparently the historian of uh, 
the park itself with family ties to the man who created the place, none other than Ryan McClannan. Ryan? Thank you, guys. Well, you, family ties to who created the place. I thought you just said your mother-in-law worked over at RJ. Oh, right? yeah. Okay, I got you now. My mother-in-law did. She was a chemist with Reynolds Tobacco. Yeah. So. And you said they were the ones who – oh, no, the city built this. City, city built, city built it with Reynolds money. It was there you actually, go. Well, and a TVA grant. There's some history for you. No, no, no. A yeah. TVA grant in yeah. North Carolina? TVA. Well, TVA wasn't confined to Tennessee. Hey, can you tell Alan what TVA stands for? Yeah, these initials always get me. This really? is great. This really? This Where were you in high school history? Uh, I took history one twice in high school. I was playing music back then. Playing music. Yeah. Were you a band geek, Alan? Oh yeah, no guitar. Like I had uh, my own band playing gigs. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, a band geek. No. Oh uh, yeah. I can change him. He was that guy, wasn't he? he I can yeah. change him. Oh yeah. No. TVA stands for Tennessee Valley Authority. Yep. It was New Deal legislation under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah. Okay. Putting people to work during the Depression, um, and when they built this golf course, coming at the end of the 30s, they were still building it. You know, back then you couldn't just. You couldn't bring in the, the Charleses and, and bulldoze a golf course in eight months. Right. Um, but back then, they built this thing with mule carts and wheelbarrows. Wow. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, Old big school. time. Big time. And you think was, about some of those in the mountains that were around in the 20s, right? I mean, no heavy equipment. I would love to sit down with Eric up at Roaring Gap and just talk about the, the construction history with that being a Donald Ross smack in the middle of the mountains. Yeah. Same with Highlands, right? Yeah. I mean, when they said it took them two weeks for um, Bobby Jones to get from Walhalla to Highlands to come up for the grand opening of Highlands Country Club because it was by horse and cart. Wow. And now it's a 30-minute ride up the mountain. You know, that never, car. never dawned on me that that would be an issue building golf courses back then, that you would have to do it with a mule and a cart. And well, the legend is, you know, this is a Perry Maxwell design. If you watch the YouTube video, we covered it. Uh, That's right. <laughs> Which was released today, Ryan Ryan McClannan, uh, our March member profile or highlight on YouTube. Go check it out. Oh, that guy. We couldn't get enough, so we came back and do the podcast, oh, too. Oh, that guy. If I'm not mistaken, there's a uh, Ellis Maples redesign on the front as well, a couple holes. That is covered on the YouTube video. That's sir. right. Yep. And I misspoke, actually. I said 63. It was 68. Oh, the Ellis right. Maples redesign. I, I won't hold it against you. Uh, but... I'm terrified. Can I just stop an off-topic digress for a minute? I'm terrified, and I have to say this on yeah. record, yeah. because Governor Wharton is your inaugural guest, mm. <laughs> who is a statesman. He truly is a statesman, and, and just the greatest ambassador to what we do. I mean, he, you know, it was said that Keith was on a first-name basis. Keith Wood was on a first-name basis with the governor when... Uh, when when good old Roy was in McCrory was in office, but uh, Matthew is a statesman, and then you go from Matthew to Ben Barnes, who is just the epitome of the Southern gentleman. Absolutely, uh, he's he. I love Ben Barnes. Yeah, because the Kentucky everything about him just screams Southern gentleman. The manners, the manner of speaking, everything. And you go to Bland Cooper who's rubbing elbows with Tiger and Phil, you know, and, and so what do you do as, as, as part four, episode four, volume one, episode four? Yeah. I'd love to know what the marketing meeting was where you guys put your heads together and said, Hey, you know what we ought to do? 
Let's slum it up. Let's go talk to that redneck. Let's pump him full of coffee and let's go talk to him. You're wrong. I, as soon as you and I got done last Friday with the video, I, I we had talked about trying to get you on eventually, and I and Tim and I had some scheduling conflicts, and I said, "Man, this my vote's for Ryan. He's he's good, and I think everybody would enjoy listening to it." So you're here for the the uh, I call I think you're abrasive. You scare me. You're the kind of guy I want on my side, but not against me. It's shock value. You don't have to lie to me. It's shock value. You there guys are that, that morning show. You guys are that morning show that started out interviewing, you know, for educational purposes and figured out that if we're going to get ratings, we got to get the naked chick down here, you know. Whoa, 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 keep your clothes on. No, no. Oh, you weren't volunteering to be the naked chick. I can. No, no. Okay. Too many beards in this room. I think we got shock value out the Alabama bit alone, just the preview stuff. Well, didn't 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 that rile some people up? Two of them. Well. I have to say, I'm wearing orange today. Martin, if you're listening to this over at Salem Glen, Martin, if you're listening, I am wearing orange. Can I get validation? You got validation. Validation from the other two. I am wearing orange, and I did not wear my Bama hat today as a peace offering to Martin. But Ryan Petticord over at Meadowlands, <laughs> you get no peace offering. Uh, GTHC, because I can't use the actual words. All right, well, here's what I would say. Alan gave a very politically correct answer as to why we're here today okay and i appreciate it alan Thank i you. enjoy your company i do what are you doing next friday we can make it three in a row all right i'm out <laughs> i got a new bromance tim you're out the picture that thank because <laughs> my beard can i be nice. the first to text your wife because my beard's nicer than yours it is very nice it's uh, red you, you like the, the you know, auburn you comes. called you, I, I believe they're auburn colored hair this is auburn hair it is it's all <laughs> you referred to matthew as a closet scott Yes. But Matthew doesn't have the Auburn facial hair, baby. I no. look good in a kilt. Yes, probably. Again, the second naked reference of you today on the How show. Why is a kilt naked? Because you're skimpy underneath. A true Traditionally, kilt you don't wear underwear. <coughs> so, we were in the local association president's planning meeting, and we got done. And um, We got finished. Turkeys get done, sir. Did I mm. mention I was an Englishman? When we were all wrapped up with the show. You hear a train? Maybe not. No, I think it's your no bench squeaking. Train tracks. The train tracks on the other side of the golf course. And uh, when we were all wrapped up that day, uh, Mr. McLean walked in my office, and he just looked at me in a very serious tone, and he said, don't forget the little guy. So, uh, for a big guy, he's representing the little guy today. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and throw Jonathan under the bus publicly. Um, Bland, who said on the last show that he was going to help get Jonathan on, so, um, unfortunately, uh, for us, we wanted to have Jonathan Wright on, but it just doesn't work out timing-wise with the players moving. That's a yeah. great vacation week for him and his wife. They always get to go down there. She's going through some stuff right now. So, it was great for them to be able to take a break this week, um, go down to the players, and they're spraying wall-to-wall getting ready for the tournament next week. So, time just wouldn't allow. So, um, when you had mentioned something about Mr. McClannan, uh it just cycled right around for you to come back up here on Friday and apparently eat some pretty good fried chicken. Best fried chicken we in North Carolina. We're going to get the best fried chicken in the Carolinas. Do they have any grilled chicken? <sighs> no, it's a fried chicken joint. I'm sorry. And look, I'm carb-free. Okay. I'm carb-free, except for when I go to the president's meeting in Liberty and the executive director is literally like shoveling macaroni in right, my mouth. Right. Mm. <laughs> I try to be carb-free. I took a nosedive after, after Valentine's Day because of some issues with the flu and everything else. Yeah, but I knew you were sick. Yeah, I, 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 it's been a bad health month. 
But uh, can I just say before we go any further? I just want I'm you to know that I don't mind serving macaroni and cheese to the people at our office. You so literally walk you around just, the table with just, the pan in your I hand. I know service, okay. And going, macaroni, macaroni, yep. macaroni. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not a lot of EDs are serving their members' food. I'm just saying. Now, what did you want to say? Oh, Correct. I, going back to Johnny, just for a minute. Going back to Jonathan. Uh, I, I personally, and my wife would totally back me up on this. I would have rather heard Johnny. Uh, but... <laughs> Is that not the best golf course? Is I mean, yeah, yeah. am I alone? I know that's a strictly opinion-based question. Of all the beautiful golf courses in the Carolinas, Harbor Town is just brilliant. I mean, that is that's that's my favorite yeah. golf course to play. I know we talked about it. You and I talked about it last week. Well, yeah. I'm a Charleston nut, and I mean, I that's my hideout. But Harbor Town is just gorgeous, from the lighthouse to just everything. That one. The bunker where you have to come up the steps to get out of the bunker. Right, right. 13, I think. Iconic. Iconic. I wore, I've only played it physically, played it twice. But I wore my PlayStation out. Tiger (laughs) Tiger Woods Golf. I hear that. I could pretend to be at Harbor Town anytime. So you feel like you know the shot before you get on the tee, even though you only played it twice. Absolutely. Due to Tiger Woods. Come on, you're baiting me. No, no, I'm, I'm not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like going to, people say, what's well, St. Andrews? You know, and I say, well, let me tell you about this shot at St. Andrews. Which, on, okay, how realistic is this? My Tiger Woods character could hit the ball like 360 yards off the tee. Yeah. Which is only like uh, 150 yards further than I can hit it. You know? I'm going to say that i got to interject something personal here. I was, had the opportunity to go play Augusta, and I had the Tiger Woods Masters Edition. And as you said, you know, your player will hit it 320 yards. I literally played the member tees and wouldn't drive it any further than 240 or 250 to estimate about where I was going to end up, and I certainly didn't put it in the bunker on one like where I really ended up. Did you play the member's tees on all 18, or did you get to play a couple back? No, we played all member's tees. Have you been down to Augusta yet? You played over there, Ryan? No. Oh, what about the old course where you mentioned that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear The old that. course. What about the old course you mentioned, Scotland? No, just just on the PlayStation. Oh, just PlayStation. It, it, look, it, I do. I, my, my GM – is going to is that, a, is that are you picking that up yeah, it's sorry. a delivery i think it might be a garbage truck actually it's no. not a garbage day with it's truck. not a delivery <laughs> you sure they're not delivering that no it shouldn't be they My take it away the way is it no nobody's coming in okay no, don't be paranoid uh, <laughs> you guys have spent some time together <laughs> you know how that well i was about to say man how do you already know that my gm is sorry i digress my gm is going to scotland this year Huh? All right, so let's get back to you then and not PlayStation. What how far west have you ever been? The furthest west that I've ever that I have ever traveled is St. Louis, Missouri. Did you get in the top of the arch by any chance? Did you go up? Absolutely, and I'm terrified of heights. Yeah. I'm terrified like knees shaking, bladder failing, scared of ladders and heights. Did you know that the arch is the tallest man-made monument in the United States? I did. Huh. I did know that. Have you ever been to the top of the arch? Yeah. That train that goes from a roller coaster to a train to an elevator. It's it's so cool. Terrified me. And the day we were there, there was a 12-mile-an-hour sustained wind with 18-mile-an-hour gusts. You can feel it. Oh, it was swaying, and I was, like, leaned over looking down at the stadium. We were there for baseball. I was there. I was leaned over looking at the stadium, and I sat there for, like, 25 minutes, and my buddy goes, well, you're really taking all this in. I said, no, I'm too terrified to move. <laughs> I'm just, love it. Love St. Louis. I will be going in May, hopefully, everything works out, where I'll be going to Dallas 
in May. And I don't know geographically if that's further west than St. Louis. It's a little bit. They're pretty close. Because yeah. I think if you took the straight line up from Dallas, you'd come up about the middle of Kansas. So, therefore, it's a little east. I think you'd get it. Right now I'm planning on going to, to Dallas to volunteer with the uh, with the Byron Nelson. Wow. At a, at a course that is – that is uh the director of ground shall go unnamed because i get i get overloaded by him i really do but we talked about him on the last show i know that's why i'm not going to talk about him today but i already asked him if he'd be on and he did say that he would and hopefully he'll be coming home this summer and we can record having him on as a he state guy he said he would do the show yeah i got a text right here you want to see it no hey, i believe you wrote I a song about him, it I, I talked to him on the phone this morning and everything has to be about you if you're out there listening to this by the way Everything has to be about you. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about me for a second. No, I was like, damn, I was man. Well, about the director of grounds at Trinity Forest Golf Club. Everything it's not as teachable as Jonathan Wright. We, I love him so know. much. But he called me this morning. And can I make fun of you? Yeah. And I don't think he'd be embarrassed. He called me. He said, oh, you're doing that podcast thing. I said, yeah, that podcast thing. We're pretty proud of it in the Carolinas. He goes, yeah, yeah some guy, Tom, uh, called me and left me a message about coming and doing it. And I was like, Tim? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's great. He's a hoot. He's, you know, he, we talked about it on an early episode about getting to know people in the industry and the camaraderie and the brotherhood. So, like, he and I have probably only been in the same presence room, like, three times. Like, three different, like, I mean, the way we've actually had a chance to carry on a conversation, yet I feel like I know him rather well just from communications that we've had outside of that. It's he's just amazing. Of, he's one of a kind. He's a dear friend. I, I, I l- literally... Literally, I hate, I literally, my Parks and Rec reference for the day, literally would not be where I am. Hey, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be where I am without him, and I mean that, in the industry. I mean, he's been a career counselor. He's been just a dear friend, and he is a unique, one-of-a-kind, one-in-a-million person. And he's polarizing. That's what I love about him. That's, that's, he and I share that. We're polarizing, which is I, a politically I, correct way But you don't want to talk about him. Well, I'm shifting it back to me. I know. I was gonna, I'm going to say you are polarizing. I agree. Uh, That's a polite way of saying you're, you're bipolar, mean, dude. <laughs> you know, brash. How long are you going to be here at Reynolds Park? Until they push me out the door. No I'm, aspirations. You know, I do, and and I know it sounds lazy. I don't want it to sound unambitious. Uh, without getting too personal. With the trend in our business of salaries going down, that's everybody whines. Anytime you pick up a Pat Jones publication, you know you're going to read something about salaries being down around around the industry. I mean, and, and Pat Jones still doesn't follow me on Twitter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this, but any, I know, right? Oh. <laughs> I can hear it. Wrote a song about it. Want to hear? Here it goes. <laughs> We are in RJR town. Okay. It's okay, no, okay, okay. Worse, no worse than the coffee sipping or the the trash truck. But anywho. I just finished my coffee. I'm putting it You're down. good. I'm not, I'm I'm not co- complaining. Slurp, slurp. That was more towards Tim than it was you. Give, give, give him one. So now that we've totally derailed it. I love I love that you, you do the bearded guy thing. Every time you take a sip of coffee, you have to follow it up like that. Uh, yeah. You got to do the wipe. I'm trimming mine up when I get home, and I definitely well, you uh, look. Look, you are a distant third right now. Oh, I know. Why would you trim? Because I got this and thing going. May I just say that I don't. I did this morning. I don't like this uh, image campaign. I don't like this. If we get to this many followers, then I'm going to shave. I'm going to blah blah blah. If you had let Ben Barnes come anywhere near your face with clippers, <laughs> oh Ben, be Ben. Right first now. of all, he'd had to get a step stool, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> That's mercy. Funny. Let's talk about your preaching and your involvement with the church. Absolutely. Last time I saw you, you were dressed up, bow-tied, and going to church. Well, now, we need to clarify that because a lot of people have, have, have come down on me about why were you wearing a suit and tie at, the golf at your golf course? Why well, Did you dress up for a YouTube profile? <laughs> let's, let's be fair. Um, you you came not. and we did the interview on a Friday. Yep. Freezing cold. Right. That's why I had the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer look. Freezing cold. Uh, and you came back and did follow-up on Sunday. Both days were awful weather days. They were. Uh, I apologize. And, and Sunday I was on my way to worship, and I stopped in the pro shop, you know, to, to talk to you for a right. little while and, and wish you well whatnot, and I had a suit and tie on. And I just every little thing people will nitpick. I mean, people are messaging me on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't do Facebook. But uh, people are in messaging me on social media. Really? A bow tie at the golf course? A suit? And right. I'm going, I was on my way to worship. <laughs> but I do. I, I'm, I don't like the word religious. But I am a follower and a believer. And um, I do preach. I fill the pulpit. And I know there's a lot of people that will hear this and go, that guy? Really? But I do. Uh, I think too many people uh, take what other people say as doctrine. And, and I know this isn't the 777 club, but, you know, too many people take what they hear someone else say as, well, that's how it is. And don't put their nose in the crack of a Bible and find out for themselves. Jesus was a human being. Jesus had fun. Jesus had personality. He was fully God. And again, I know that offends some people. I'm sorry. But he was. He was fully God. He was fully man. Jesus was a person. I think right now, if you are a Christian, I think that if Jesus was here sitting in this room, I think he'd have a ball. And I think he'd be chirping right along with us. I really believe that. And if you can't believe that, isn't it depressing? Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm not trying to make light of it. Not at all. I'm just saying I, I take great joy. In, in the preaching that I do. I fill in, in in the area with local small congregations. I'll fill the pulpit if preacher's on vacation or the preacher's sick, what have you. Right. And I have a blast doing it. I really do. Do you have to prepare? Immensely. Yeah. You do. You Immensely. can't just you can't just like you are right now, just go. Oh, I can't wing it. If you wing it from the pulpit in a, in a in a congregation in the church, if you wing it, oh they'll catch you. They're gonna know. I mean because people do you go with a singular message? Meaning? I'm sorry. Uh, just when you go into it, I mean, tonight we're going to talk about this one topic, or like earlier you had three things, you know. I mean, do you have a, I, a rationale leading into it? I pick one, I pick a section of Scripture, and it may be three verses, it may be 13 verses, what have you. I'll pick a piece of Scripture, and I will present a lesson on that. Now, here's the thing about the Bible. Did you ever think it was going to go in this direction, Alan? Yes. Uh, oh, did you? Okay. Well, here's the thing about the Bible is it's all interconnected. It all works together. You can't take just one verse and say, boom, this is it. Now, a lot of people do that, but you have to take it in entirety. You have to take my opinion, which I don't think is opinion, sorry. You have to take it in entirety. So you take five, for example... 1 Corinthians um, chapter 4, the first five verses. 
um, talks about being a steward, and that's important to me as a golf course superintendent. The the concept of being a steward absolutely is important to me. Um, but if you take that, you can go in so many different directions. So to answer your question, yes, it's one message, and yes, I start with one point, but you can go anywhere with it. Sure. I mean, if if that makes sense, if that answers your question. Oh, it makes complete sense. I had the opportunity to go speak at the uh, Bayer STI assistance thing they do over in Clayton every year. Mm-hmm. This is probably seven or eight years ago. And Steve Keating, you may remember with the Toro Company, when he was there inspirational motivational speaker guy that they'd bring in well steve was i i went before steve so i had an hour to fill and i had i brought up my powerpoint presentation was one slide and it was the word golf in a bubble in the middle and then we started and we went with like real estate regulation water usage taxes and everything that affected the game and i just brought up a new bubble so at the end of an hour i had one slide keating gets up there and he's like krieger I ain't never seen anybody be able to talk for an hour on one slide. I said, but, you know, it was one central message of golf and how it all impacted it, so it's the same. It's what you're talking about, right? I mean, it's one message, and you can go any direction you want with it. To me, to me, to tie it back to the Bible, (coughs) if you will, to me that is the word for me when it comes to Bible would be believe because everybody says all you have to do is believe. You have to believe on the Lord. But that word in the bubble would be believe. And you have to understand what it means to believe. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not going to start throwing scripture out at you. But, you know, in, in the Gospels, it's, Jesus says, you know, if, if, if you do believe, then you'll obey. Well, there's an offshoot. Well, what does it mean to obey? I mean, we could, we could, look, we could literally go on for days about this. Sure. I, I want to get into believing. we got to get back to turf. <laughs> No matter how hard I believe, my grass this is, is not. Shot? Yeah, my grass is not coming back. The more I believe, what what do people need to be doing this time of year? Just for your average listeners, spraying weeds. Is it time to spray, or is it too late to spray? Well, in a normal year, in our average year, yeah, yeah you need to be killing some weeds right now, and and it's a boy, it's a banner year for Poana. It, it's a banner year for Poana. I don't care who you are, you've got Poana somewhere, <laughs> and I've got it plenty. I've got it in droves. Yeah, you should be killing Poana right now, and a lot of guys are putting out pre-emerge as we speak. Um, but what I'm, would Jonathan Wright be spraying this time of year? Oh, down there. Yeah, uh, he he can pre-emerge. That's a different, you know, it's it's in the Carolinas, but that that's a different microclimate than we are. I mean, Charleston, right, is, right, you know, Charleston to the foothills of North Carolina, two different things. Yeah. Normally, this time of year, we would be focusing on getting out pre-emerge. Um, but I'm not. I'm going to hold off because I think we're in – I hate to be the harbinger of doom. But we're, I think we're in store for another – got to get past the 20th of March, in my opinion, before you can make the statement. If you're not going to have another freeze. Is, my birthday is April 23rd, for those of you thinking about getting me something. And, and my birthday for the past two years has kind of been my target because late April you get more efficacy, in my opinion, because of the late springs we've had and the late summers that we've had. And you and I talked about last week that – not only is it a late summer, but it's a late fall. I don't know if you guys remember, but even up here in the foothills last year in October, we were having 70-degree nights. It was hot during deer season. It was ridiculous. So I, I'm pushing everything back. The answer to your question is I'm pushing everything back. We are doing post-emerge on Poana right now. Uh, we are getting out um, that – what's what you need? He's just checking the time. Just checking oh, the time before I have to put the cane on you, man. I'm sorry. No, you're good. We still got three, four, 28 more topics to go. <laughs> I don't know. 
We can edit all this out. We can't use any of it. None of it gets edited. That's the beauty of this. Oh, really? We don't trim this up, man. Oh, well, then get comfortable, folks. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I see you gave us a nice, comfortable chair to work with here. (laughs) No, 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 no. He tried. I chose. Let me stop you, sir, because the first thing I asked Alan is, can I get you guys more comfortable chairs? Alan said, no, we work great off of park benches. No, he said, this is the show. This is (laughs) what I pictured. This is. If you'll notice, we're in... We're in the shop. We're right. not in my office. We're in the shop. We're this is where I always envisioned us doing pulling weeds, not at the SCGA boardroom. Don't get boardroom. defensive because my bottom's a little numb. I mean, I just wanted you yeah, to know it. Equal mine is numb, too. Just like <laughs> <Okay. this. laughs> Sorry. Go I ahead, would Ryan. like to point out that I'm in a high back chair. Correct. back with my legs crossed. Uh, that squeaking is his chair, folks, by the way. Is it? Uh, no. Oh, no. It's Alan's bench. It is my bench. <laughs> Let's make fun of my chair. No turf degree, correct? No turf degree. What about uh, hunting? Let's talk about hunting. Golly. How about that? I throw a subject out. Tim, just, <laughs> just let, let's do hunting. I, just, I did it. I've been I, waiting I for you to say something just so I can do that. <laughs> you know Go what, with the, the turf you, degree. You know Go with no, the turf no, degree. No, sorry. I have to address this. In in the first three episodes, Yes. you get kicked around. Alex. I know. Thank you. You get kicked around. I mean, you are the Rodney Dangerfield of the turf industry. Thank you. You need a tie just so you can. I should. Like, hey, I like I, that. I get, I get no, you know. All right, now here's a. Uh, here's an so this is what happens when you guys spend two episodes together before I get here. You you have some material made up. Say, oh, let's make this about us. Let's gang up no. on Krieger. No, he just used the word efficacy. 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 <laughs> say it three times. So the first time that I ever saw that word in print, I said, oh, somebody's misspelled efficiency. And I changed it until I was like, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, the, there is a level of honest dumbness to it. Now, I do, like, when he talked about striping grass in the direction of mow, I know that. I'm not a total idiot, but. I no, didn't have not. a vision no, of grass with stripes on it. I'm sorry. I do now. And it's a great vision. I'm hoping to see one one day. White and orange stripes? How cool would that be? In Sounds what? like an Easter egg to that's me. A, that's in the past. Okay, okay. No turf degree. <laughs> no turf degree. Tell them. No turf degree. But I you do, are an I education don't. major. I, I was an education major. I was an English education major and a psychology minor. Uh, <laughs> comes in real <laughs> handy on a golf course, believe it or not. Um, but I was um, I was an English major, English education major with a psychology minor. Um, didn't have a turf degree. Had an opportunity to get a turf degree. Passed up on it uh, because I was going to be a high school teacher and a high school football coach. It's what I wanted to do. When I was 20 two years old um my fiance now wife looked at me and said what do you want to do you got to figure this out she said what do you want to do and i said i'm either going to be a golf course superintendent or a high school football coach and she said well go get you a football team wow (laughs) you know so i i pursued education i was hired my assistant who isn't here today because of the weather and and he's he's under the weather actually and uh my assistant, who is a dear friend of mine, was my, can I tell this story? Yeah. Uh, he was my high school JV football coach and JV baseball coach who cut me, but we won't go into that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he, he was one of my high school coaches, and he was a mentor of mine, and he always guided me correctly. Tutor, mentor, he was my coach, he and two other guys. They were the ones that I went to for advice, which is crucial. Um, when I was in college, when I was doing my studies in education, um, he became a head coach at a local high school and I went to him and I said, can I, can I have a job? And he hired me, brought me in as a coach and, uh, 
and working with the school system. And I did it, like I said in the YouTube video, I did it for four years. And man, I've got, I'm not going to disclose sensitive information, but I've got scars. I was working with a population that is, is, is rewarding to work with. We'll, we'll put it like that. But I've got bite marks and I've got, uh, I was stabbed with pencils. Stabbed with Are you scissors. talking real scars? Yeah, I'm talking real scars, not emotional scars. I'm talking physical scars. I can show you the body. No, no, part. third naked reference. We're good with you and exposing yourself, Ryan. I've got to get my shirt off before this interview <laughs> no, is over. No. I'm just telling you. No, sorry, going, I was lighting it up a little bit, man. That I, got a little serious real quick. I'm, I'm going. I Tracy, love it. That's awesome. I'm, done, I'm going Tracy Morgan. I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> and Tim getting pregnant. Um, no, 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 no. Alan, yes. Tim, no. What happened? We're 30 minutes and everything cuts off? Really? I talk too much. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Um, but no, back to the story. Um, he hired me. I was coaching. I got so sick of the politics in education. So I went into golf where there's no politics, right? Hmm. <laughs> anyway. How did our conversation start when I came walking up today? Immediately into golf politics. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. But um, he was my, back to that, my assistant was my boss at the time. He was the head coach. He hired me. The the air kick back yeah, pardon the, the air one. conditioner. Well, uh, I'd say we wrap him up with that one then. Well, yeah, he's got to finish telling the story. He hadn't, I didn't want to interrupt him. He's the one who stopped for the air conditioner. <laughs> my uh, my head coach, hi, my head coach hired me to be one of his assistant coaches, and I used to tell him he he actually got me the job keeping the baseball field as a summer job with with the school system, keeping our football field up. And I was an assistant baseball coach, and I was helping with the baseball field, doing the turf. And I knew turf is my bag. I All mean, right. it was just, it, it was catharsis. And um, things progressed. I told, again, not to repeat stories, but I, told, I, I would tell my wife at least twice a week, I, I'd rather be raking bunkers, you know. I'd rather be doing that. And it would just make her so mad. She said, then go rake bunkers. I don't care, you know. And, so I don't have a turf degree. I paid attention. I paid attention. That's all. It's it's not. Right. It's not magical. There's nothing. I mean, no disrespect to Dr. Treadway or Dr. Kearns or Dr. McCarty or Dr. Martin. These guys are monuments in our industry. They are pillars of the turf grass industry. But there's nothing magical about a piece of paper that says you can you can be a turf grass manager. I paid attention when the old heads talked. I right. mean, that's really what it came down Absorbed to. Absorbed the knowledge. Well, I did. Everything that, any piece of information, someone would pull me to the side in my earlier golf jobs and say, hey man, let me show you, let me show you how to do this. And I, I ate it up. Right. I ate it, I still eat it up when people pull me to the side now. Because I'm an idiot, okay? <laughs> I, which, which is, I'm a blank canvas, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. And people will still pull me to the side and say, hey, man, have you thought about this? Let me show you this. Just listen when people talk. Youngsters, if you're listening to this, if you're at Ori Georgetown or if you're at Clemson or State or Catawba Valley, whatever, when the old guys talk, pay attention. Learn. It's just that simple. I mean, I'm not discrediting a turf degree by any right. means. Well, I I'm think not. it's just what I wanted to point out was where you are without a turf degree. And the same here. I don't have a. Well, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier when you said, how long am I going to be here? Uh, I do find, and I'm not calling anyone out, uh, I do find that part of the reason that I want to be here 
is I have a general manager that I love, treats me like family. And I have a general manager that every time I say, every time I have a moment of self-doubt, and I say, I'm, I'm just not qualified. I, I don't have the education, you know. But he looks at me and goes, why do you, that's his thing. Why do you need a piece of paper that says you can do it? You can do it. Right. And that's, that's the thing. Sure. I mean, would I love to have a turf degree? Absolutely. I'd love to have one because it does open doors. It will do that. Right. And if you wanted to go to a bigger course, if you wanted to go uh, to a higher profile course, then it does give you that opportunity. Because a lot of times the first thing people say when, and, and I include in my cover letter, I won't, I'm not treating you guys like you're naive. I do. I have applied at other places because you have to. Right. You know, just, just to break the monotony sometimes. Oh, yeah. And I put in my cover letter, I don't have a turf degree. I'm not self-taught, but I don't have a turf degree. And um, some people say, hey, tell me more. And some people, unfortunately, look that at that and go, yeah. then you can't do it. And that's, I'm a walking, I, I am so contradictory. That's probably why I'm a superintendent, if you want to know the truth. I am so contradictory that if you tell me you can't do that. <laughs> You're going to do it. I'm You're going to try it. Do it. I'm going to do it. I think you noted on something in the middle of there about going through the process. It's, you know, it's a term that's not used enough for our guys, but career fitness. You know, we talk about life fitness and et cetera, but going, having your resume up to speed all the time, right? Every time you make a new accomplishment on the job that you're on, write it on your resume, keep it up to speed. Don't have to go back to it when you need it and try and remember what you've done over the last two years. Keep it current. Like you say, go through the interview process every now and then. So when that time does come, you're, you're, You've been exercising your career as well, is all I'm saying. A mentor and dear friend of mine told me one time, always take the interview. Always take the interview. For practice. If nothing else, for practice. Well, if nothing else, if you're happy like you are right now, and I've heard this a lot in the last couple years, is that you're interviewing the company as much as the company's interviewing you. Yeah. You should be. You should be. Well, and I think, you know, if talking to that group that you're talking to, a lot of folks – these are some assumptions, but to hear them out loud, as plain English as this is, sometimes helps remind people of that. So, all right, let's go to hunting. I did want to get my question in. You can <clears throat> keep opening your mouth, man. I'm cutting you off. You keep looking at the clock. That's because we got to be done 20 minutes ago. But since we're here, hunting. You, you mentioned hunting. What's your? Uh, are you a bird guy? Are you a big game guy? Yes. Really? Uh, uh, here lately, it's turkeys. I'm infatuated with turkey hunting. I've never done any serious turkey hunting, but I'm getting into it. I got my bow tuned up for this year. Uh, oh, you're going to bow hunt? Well, you had a string yeah. of turkeys here last Sunday. Did you get any pictures? You didn't no, post the any drone, pictures of the, the turkeys? No, I couldn't get down there. The drone, you have major flight restrictions here that stopped me. Well, and this being city land, right. uh, I'm not allowed to hunt those turkeys. Right. You know. And, yeah. and so I know I have a bow. I got you. Nice. Ah, uh, come on, Ed. So at Briggs Ranch. The opinions of Tim Krieger do not reflect the things that actually <laughs> happen in Reynolds Park. Uh, Briggs Ranch, Texas. See, I, I wouldn't we, put two and two together there. How about this? We were down there for the show, and it's a superintendent that used to live in the Carolinas who's out there now. Always lets us come out and play. And uh, this turkey was as big as you, if not bigger. And I said, dude, how big is that turkey? He's like, oh, we got him 30-plus pounds here. I said, how do you get a 30-pound bird? He's like, goldfish. They feed him goldfish off the beverage cart. Really? Like, like that we eat goldfish, not the little ones in the jar. Oh, no, I got you. Oh, yeah, they're hooked. So they follow the Bevcart girl around. Like, you can watch her during the day, and the big male dominant bird will follow her for a couple holes just eating goldfish. Huh. We, we've got our big Tom out here. Uh, when he's standing up, comes up to my belly button. And I'm 6'3". Oh. 
All right. Wow. For the record, I'm six three, and he comes up to my belly. Button. Are you? Do you have some parents trying to get you in college somewhere right now? Is that why you're six <laughs> three? Sorry. Oh, the I, I'll, plug, I'll plug my little cousins. My little cousins are, are college basketball players uh, out west at the University of Nevada, and they always were six seven. Were six seven. Were six seven. And they went to the NBA Combine this this past year, and that was the big thing to come out of the NBA Combine. Is they're not actually six seven. They're six six and ever how many ten. Uh, that's know. great. You're not six seven. But we're right. doing great. Go Wolfpack, by the way. Nevada Wolfpack. Let me clarify. Uh, but go ahead. I'm sorry. First car you owned? Owned or drove? Both. When I turned sixteen, a nineteen seventy six Dodge Adventurer long bed predating the dodge ram mm, predating okay. the dodge ram and i loved it wish i could find it now wish mm. i could find it adventurer dodge adventurer it was oh let the google begin wow uh, all right so good, the first one you own good looking truck first vehicle that i actually owned uh was a 2001 dodge ram 1500 i was a dodge guy i was hooked at the time had one dodge terrible experience and everybody told me that. Everyone told me that when I bought it brand new. Mine was just last year. Oh, well. I just had a new Dodge back, experience. Back in 2001, I bought a Dodge Ram 1500 with like two and a half miles on it. And the two and a half miles was me test driving it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And it was brand new. It was the first vehicle I ever owned. Everybody said, don't get a Dodge. Don't get a Dodge. Don't get a Dodge. 260,000 miles on that bad boy. Yeah. No problem. You we, still have it? Uh, no, but I have my suspicions. There's a house right above our maintenance shop, and he just bought a black Dodge Ram 1500, and I'm pretty sure that's my truck. That's great. I'm pre- I, I haven't stopped and asked him where he got it, but I'm pretty sure that's my truck. Just go look at the floorboards, find the dip spit stains, and see if they match. No, I keep a bottle with me. I'm not a heathen. I don't work at Smithfield Country Club. I'm clean. Oh, man. That's, this, ter- uh, that's lowbrow. Wow. I'm sorry, Chuck. I love uh. you. Well, come December, he'll have a chance to defend himself, hopefully. Is he going to be the guest? Uh, it might be a Christmas special. Think about the year-end wrap-up with so the you're originators. Have, you're going to have Santa Claus on for the Christmas special? Oh, my gosh. Isn't that, that terrible? Was, I'm sorry. I'll that's quit. two in a row. I'll quit. Twitter will you, be Chuck. fun when this I comes really out. I really do. I yeah. love Chuck. Sorry, Alan. Wrap it up. If uh, if you hadn't already watched it, Ryan McLennan's YouTube profile, member Carolina's GCSA member highlight, is on YouTube and on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh Watch that. That came out March 15th. Today is April 1st. And uh, thank you for being here, man. Thank no, you. no, I'm, I'm serious. This is, real, this is really happening. This is not a joke. This what? is not a full April Fool's joke. Yeah, Ryan's man. really here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept his clothes on the whole time. Oh, I, I, wait, yeah, it's certainly, we, we got a few seconds. Let me get this. Let me get this. Oh, no zippers. Go to break. Go to break. Cut, man, cut this the thing, This thing took some directions I didn't see coming, for sure. But you're in charge. I'm the king I'm of going charge. off topic. I guess I should have. That's good. For that. Yeah, I just feel bad. I pick on Al all the time. Surfactant. What does that do? Is that a thing? Man, come on, man. Water penetration. Okay. Don't pronounce the R. Surfactant. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's. it's Are you trying to make me like it's 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 County thing. I'm not. When you say it, surfactant. Okay. Uh, yeah. He already sounds funny ladies. when he talks. Don't make it worse for him. <laughs> but that'd probably show up somewhere next and say surfactant. Like, do me a favor. Say, can your assistant put out a surfactant? Just say that right now, Alan. <laughs> Right now? Yeah. Can he, your assistant put out some surfactant while we're here? He can't do it. He can't do it. Surfactant. Oh, yeah. No, he, can't, he can't do it. What was the other word? Uh, efficacy. Efficacy? Yeah. Efficiency. I Say it. No, pronounce it. Efficacy? Efficacy. Efficacy. Hooked on phonics work for Big Al. And what is efficacy? Is something to do with water? 
Efficacy? Yeah. No, efficacy means the level of, of how much something is effective. The effectiveness. Uh, yeah, the okay. effectiveness. As your spell check gave you the so first time. Not necessarily a turf term. Totally. No, no, no. no it's, it's a scientific term. term. It's a real I word. didn't teach that in Florence. English major, dude. English major. Well, Al doesn't dude. have a turf degree either, guys. It's okay. You know who else doesn't? Me. LeBron James, and he did True. just fine. True. Kobe Bryant. Bill he Gates. Have a turf degree. Bill, Bill Gates. Gates. He doesn't have one. He did just fine. Well, seriously, man, thank you very much for putting up with me last Friday and this Friday. And Sunday. It has been a pleasure. And it's, Sunday. It has been a pleasure. And let's go get some of that best fried chicken we were telling us Let's go eat some chicken. Simplot is a leader in bringing new and innovative technologies to the turf management industry, specializing in fertility and plant protection. Simplot has an extensive line of unique and proprietary products that have a great fit in any management program. Most importantly, Simplot is all in when it comes to your success. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. Tim, here's your chance. What's up, bud? Anything else you want to say before we wrap up episode four? Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. No, if any of our uh, folks are out there, we're starting to plan for conference and show right now. Uh, we've got the Southeast Regional Meeting we just wrapped up, um, and then we'll be up at the Cliffs this fall with our partnership with them and with uh, TSP pump so uh look forward to some new and exciting opportunities coming up for conference and show top golf on tuesday night for carolina's night I'm pumped about that i am too. Um, pumped about that. contracted for 500 people hopefully we'll have seven eight hundred folks show up that night over there at top golf cool thing is you can walk to it from the convention center so um takes the transportation issue out on tuesday night for anybody if they want to have a few drinks over there i think the price point will get you an open bar and all the food you can eat and golf as much as you can play so um, we're excited about that. So if anybody's got any interest in partnering with the Carolinas for any upcoming items, um, any of the social media stuff you see, just give us a holler. You know where to find me. Ten four. Thank you for listening. Ryan, thank you for having us here, doing the interview, doing the member profile as well. The month of Ryan. I had a blast. You get, people are going to be so burnt out. No. Now we get to go. We might even do a little vlog while we eat chicken. You never know. Well, I appreciate you uh, making the time today. I know uh, – you guys are always busy, and um, I appreciate the opportunity to go eat some chicken with you. You talking to me or Alan? You, and for representing the little guy, man. He um, look, I, I was I was told that by someone that you're well, you're becoming the voice of the little guy, and I take that with pride. Well, good. That's I why you're here. Run with it. And the one thing we never did mention, the Blue Ridge Turf Grass Association president. He mentioned probably, it himself. Probably did I? Well, that we was did. In the, that was, that was in the video, video, not on this. No, I, I think he did. I think okay. he did. You might hear it later in the segment. Oh well. Well, this is the end. We've already played this segment. We're doing the end now? Yeah, you know, when I said, you got anything else you want to say, and then I'm thinking of listening, that's the I, end. I thought he'd been clued in on the closing of that. Cause well, I did just thank him for having us here. Oh, I thought that was the end of the beginning, not the closing end no, of the No, that's the end of that. Oh. Yeah. I don't so know. What's the wrap-up? Third up? base. <laughs> <laughs> what's the wrap-up? That's it. We're done. Thank you for listening. Chicken time. Here's your opportunity. Anything else you want to say? You want to redo that there at the end? No, it's great closing, Alan. It's your show. Oh. <coughs> wow. No, no. I am. Um, oh, it's all chopped up. We're done. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot. Please follow us on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast. 
keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.